It's that time again. Week 15 is upon us and our six pack of picks. We're picking six winners plus a Thursday nighter. And we got Saturday games as well. New quarterbacks starting again for more teams this season. All that more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. Elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. we're going to start on saturday matt and finish on thursday yeah. we'll finish with the thursday okay. matchup um how about this? We got a couple of new quarterbacks starting this week. One, Easton Stick. We'll get to that. How about Nick Mullins back as a starter again for the Minnesota Vikings? And Joshua Dobbs hitting the bench. The Vikings trying to scramble and, and salvage this thing. And, and they're right in the playoff mix. They're at seven and six right now, uh, perfectly situated between the good teams in the NFC and the sub 500 teams in the NFC, which one of which might still get into the playoffs. So, they're in an awesome spot at seven and six, but they don't have a quarterback figured out. And Nick Mullins is now the guy that's going to try to save the day as they play against, oddly enough, the seven and six Bengals who are on their quarterback, who is who was actually saving the day in Jake Browning. So uh, it's kind of a fun matchup to start off our Saturday morning with the Minnesota Vikings, Cincinnati Bengals, both teams at seven and six, both teams really, really need this win. The home Cincinnati Bengals favored by three and a half. Let's talk about Brian Flores for a second. I mean, this guy's had a crazy last couple of years, obviously. I thought their defense was going to be one of the worst in the league. Like, they don't really have – I mean, outside of Hunter, uh, Daniel Hunter, they don't really have great players. And they're right there with the best defenses in the league the last month, six weeks, give or take, while they're figuring out all these quarterback things and Jefferson – I still like the Bengals here, though. I mean, without I, I don't think Jefferson's going to play. I don't think Madison's going to play. O'Neal, the right tackle's really banged up. We talked about the quarterback, the revolving door. And I don't want to say Flores is, you know, out kicking his coverage. Well, he is. He's doing a tremendous job. I just don't know that it's super sustainable against Jamar Chase and the Bengals will start to figure out, hey, we should throw to the backs, run the ball a little more, just get it out of Browning's hands, and he's really equipped to do that. And their defense is playing better. So, I'm down on the Vikes, Flores aside, although I really hope he gets a shot to be a head coach this upcoming year. Yeah, so maybe a lower scoring game here, but in that sort of a vein, you might want to take the the points, three and a half. Yeah, I thought about and, that. Uh, you kind of live and die by the, the the blitz and the pressure, right? If you're Brian Flores right now, mm-hmm. and it's working out pretty well, can, can Jake Browning take advantage of that, get the ball out quick, and we have someone like Jamar Chase, and you're going to have one-on-ones, you have zero blitzes, can you make big plays down the field? That's a that's a huge key to this game. We were asked earlier this morning, and we didn't get to it uh, in our mailbag this week, but 
we're asked by a listener, who do I pick up? Because I had Justin Herbert and no backup quarterback. And it's and there was, and he showed a picture of the waiver wire. There's nobody there. And it's like Jake Browning, but man, this is not a great matchup against Brian Flores's defense. Uh, and the other one, I thought maybe Nick Mullins, if Jefferson was able to play that, that might be one of the better options yeah. for him out there. And like, I can't, I guess you got to go Browning, but uh, I, I don't love those options for him. I think he's going to be in the toilet bowl. Unfortunately, but apologies to that listener. Um, and in this game, uh, I guess I got to take the Bengals here, but I have a feeling Nick Mullins might have played sooner, but he was hurt. He was on IR true, in October true. when they made the trade for Joshua Dobbs. So I, I don't know if if Mullins was healthy all season. It might have been Mullins that started over Dobbs, and maybe they didn't trade for Dobbs anyway after the Kirk Cousins injury. So it's I, I don't think the Vikings are dead because they went from Dobbs to Mullins. I think they're going to get very similar level play probably. And there's been some spurts in his career where Nick Mullins played really well. Two really good points you made that I agree with is I bet they like Mullins a lot better than everyone listening right now. You know, they've been with him and they keep going his direction and the injury thing matters. And I guarantee Flores will make Browning uncomfortable. I mean, there'll be a couple snaps where he's not knowing what he's seeing. More important game for the Bengals than the Vikings, right? Just because of the conference they're in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if the Bengals lose a game, they're starting to be out of it, whereas the Vikings lose a game and they're still up on just about like they're at worst tied with a bunch of those teams they're fighting for a wild card spot with. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um I, I want to go uh sorry, did you say you, you're taking the, the Bengals here as well? I am. I wish it wasn't a half. I mean, I wish it was two and a half or three. This could be a low scoring game. And the more you talk through it, the less confident I was with my Bengals pick, but I'm going to stick with it. I'd like taking the points here. If Jefferson Madison, it was a fully healthy team besides yeah, yeah. quarterback with the Vikings and it's not. And so I just, I just hate that. And I really like the way Jake Browning's playing. So we'll see if he can uh, see what he can do against Brian's Florida's defense might go under on this game, by the way. Mm, good call. looks like it's at 40, which isn't crazy. Yeah. You've done a lot of work on this game because this is the true loser goes home match, right? This is the seven and six. Speaking of seven and six AFC teams, the Steelers and the Colts. I would take the the Bengals with Jake Browning all day over both of these teams if we're projecting out the rest of the season. Which one? Which of these of those three teams would win in a tournament? Um, there's a lot of teams right in that area fighting for wild card spots in the AFC. Matt, Steelers and Colts are two of them. Uh, whoever loses this game, though, is out. And uh, I have a feeling the Colts, who are favored by two and a half, are the better football team right now than what we've seen from the Steelers recently. They are right now. However, the only thing I'm going to fight you on is if the Colts lose this, they really have an unbelievably easy stretch the rest of the way. They, I don't think it's a loser-leave-town match for them. I think it is for the Steelers, and that's why I'm going to take the Steelers. I just think that I've seen this – Tomlin and this organization so much and when they get embarrassed they go in a game that they shouldn't you know I mean it, 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 with the backs against the wall and all that stuff and character and Cam Hayward and Joe Green I mean it's just uh, nothing ever changes around here they just win games like this when they have to and I rarely rarely put any stock in like series history but the Steelers have owned the season history. I mean, they have an eight-game winning streak against the Colts. They've won five in a row in Indy. I mean, most of these are Tomlin. For whatever reason, the Colts really struggle against the Steelers, going back to Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. 
I'm going to take the Steelers. And I also think when you break down the matchups, the Colts are like the only team in the league that just plays old school Legion of Boom cover three. Mm-hmm. And their run defense has been really bad lately. Steelers, what they do well is run the ball and quick hitters to Deontay Johnson. Like it's a, it's not a great matchup tactically for the Colts, in my opinion. By the way, Colts and Steelers coming in this game, a combined two games over 500 and a combined minus 56 <laughs> yeah. differential. So it's kind of similar, uh, yeah. similar seasons right now going on in Indian Pittsburgh. It is. It is. So I'll take the points. I think the Steelers win. I'm going to go the other way uh, at home blame, for the Colts. I'm going to, I'm going to give up the two and a half and think the Colts can win this one by a field goal. Understandable. Might be all field goals in this game, by the way. Oh, that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, next, we've got the night game Saturday. Good one. Broncos at the Lions. Playoff implications. Another one of those AFC seven and six teams. And then some interesting ones Sunday. Uh, the Bears keep doing this to me. Are they for real? Five and eight now? Defense playing? And they're playing against one of the better defenses in the leagues in, in, the, in the Cleveland Browns. We've got Bucks, Packers, Commanders, Rams coming up in our Week 15 six-pack next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, No matter how your family treats the holidays and treats uh, gift giving, whether it is, uh, you know, tons of cards or maybe you go on a vacation or maybe you are a a family that donates time and money or maybe you're just big gift givers and there's a stack of boxes at your house that are getting wrapped up for the holidays. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself so do not forget yourself this holiday season and the holidays are a great time to do that so whether it's by starting therapy going easier on yourself during tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest remember to give yourself some love this holiday season if you thought about giving therapy a try try better help it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist you know love the match with a therapist it's okay uh that happens you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge in the season of giving give yourself what you need with better help visit betterhelp.com locked on today and get 10 percent off your first month again that is 10 percent off your first month betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on all right taking a look at the saturday nighter we've got the denver broncos at seven and six they are at the Nine and four, Detroit Lions. Yep. <laughs> Double check the line here. Uh, it is the Lions favored by four against those Denver Broncos. Um, and again, the Broncos are, are right in the mix. They're one of those seven and six teams. And uh, if half of them lose and half of them win, that's why I kind of felt like the Steelers Colts was a a loser goes home because I don't have confidence mm-hmm. they're going to win enough games to come back from being in a little bit of a hole. Then you start looking at conference record. And then I look back at conference record. All these teams are right around 500, right around 500 conference. I mean, this is just a, a shotgun start right now in the AFC. It's wild. Yeah. And Denver's path actually isn't all that obtrusive either. You know I mean? If they could happen to get this win or even not, they're still afloat. I mean, they, they don't have that many hard games ahead of them. Their defense is playing great. I keep harping on how bad the Lions defense has been, but I just want the home team in this game. Frankly, if it was Denver giving points in Denver on Saturday night, I'll take the home team. Detroit is much better at home. Goff's much better in the Dome. St. Brown and Laporta and those guys had quiet games. I doubt that keeps up. You know, So I'm going to lay the points, but I don't love the bet. 
I'm laying the points here as well. I, I like the Lions by at least four in this one. And as good as the Broncos have played, and uh, Sean Payton deserves a lot of credit for for getting this thing turned around, especially with how bad things looked at the beginning. Are, is the Lions' defense as bad as as things have looked recently? Um, we'll, we'll find out I here against the Denver so, Broncos but... team, and I, I think they're going to show up at home, prime time. Detroit Lions bouncing back from a from a loss last week. I do too. I do too. It's the team they lost to, Matt, the Chicago Bears, five and eight. They're mathematically still in this thing. A, a win this week that puts them in the mix to be in the conversation at least. And this is the team we thought was left for dead. So um, much like some other teams we talked about, like the Packers and the Broncos, and some teams that started out really bad are kind of figuring things out. And for the Chicago Bears, it's the defensive side of the ball. And then you have Justin Fields who makes a few plays, a big throw here, a big run there, and suddenly. You knock off division rival Detroit Lions last week, and they've got a shot here at the Cleveland Browns. Now the Browns are favored by three points. Does Joe Flacco start to feel the pain of being an, an old guy quarterback in the NFL? And is this the week that it happens against the Bears defense that's really turned things around this season? I really love the Bears with the with the spread in this game. I think the, the world is sleeping a little bit on how good they've been lately and what Fields is doing and what the defense has done since the sweat trade. I mean, he was kind of the missing component of some kind of pass rusher at all. They were non-functional on defense without that edge pass yes. rush. And, and yes. that's a common thing in the NFL. If you don't have a pass rush, everything is going to be so hard. And all of a sudden you're seeing, like, oh, Jaquan Brisker, good young player, making plays now, uh, you know, and you just kind of see that on the back end. Everyone starts playing a lot better and, you know, linebackers. And so uh, that pass rush absolutely helps. And and uh, Sweat has been a, a huge addition for for that defense. And I, I thought it was more about a, a move of the future, but they're looking a lot better right now. And, and the more yeah. games they win, the more likely fields and Aberflues stick around. So the, it's getting really interesting for the Chicago Bears right now, this portion of the season. Yeah, and frankly, I don't care if it's this game's in Chicago or Cleveland. I always think of them this time of year as like the two slowest, muddiest, weather-ridden tracks in the league. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's not going to be a pretty game. It's in Cleveland though, and their defense is much better at home. But an underreported story we probably should have brought this up yesterday because this happened on Wednesday. They put Grant Delpit on injured reserve, and he's been frankly one of the best safeties in the league, and just signed incredibly him, important. What's that? Yeah, they just signed him like two weeks ago to Ascension before. And then he got hurt last week. So I think that's a big loss. And I'll take the points. I don't know who wins, but I think this game is very, very close. Yeah, it's a, it's a lower over under here, 37 and a half. Um, I, I can see taking the points here, but I'm going to do the Bears fans a favor because I've been wrong every step of the way about the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to keep that going uh, for you Bears fans out there and pick the Denver or pick the, uh, the Cleveland Browns to win this one. And uh, I'll give up those three points at home. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Green Bay Packers. We've got major playoff implications in this one. The six and seven Bucks at the six and seven Packers. Those Packers at home are favored. We got a lot of field goal home team favors going on this week. And uh, another one here, three and a half. The Green Bay Packers are favored at home at that FanDuel line. As Chris Berman used to say, the uh, the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. Battle of the Bay. And I like the Packers in this one too and feel pretty strongly about it. And I know this is being too kind to them, but I kind of feel like last week was a blip on the radar for a super young team that might end up being a really good learning experience for a super young offense. And hey, you can't just roll into New York and beat the Giants because you think you're better than you are at this point. I, I think that's a growing up, maturing world. 
I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Green Bay, but it's going to be a lot different than it is in Tampa. I can promise you that. And (laughs) (laughs) I I often think Florida teams coming very north this time of year don't really enjoy themselves. Even if everyone on the roster played at Wisconsin and North Dakota State, it's just not an enjoyable environment. Packers have a lot to play for. I guess so do the Bucs and they're crap ass division but i'm gonna i'm gonna lay the points here and take the packers don't disrespect the, <laughs> the south huh? the the first place tampa bay buccaneers matt do not respect them and it's uh, true undeniable uh i'm with you i like the packers in this one and i didn't think about the geography angle of you know that's got to be worth a couple extra points than mm-hmm. than normal when you're talking about a home team i think the packers are a better team and it's that roller coaster ride the packers have been on and so last week you fall down the slide right and now you kind of climb back up Chick, 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 right, kind of so, how that maturity happens, you know. Mm-hmm, yep, learning experience, young offense, and uh, so upswing again here. I'm predicting for the Green Bay Packers in Week 15, and I'll give up those three and a half points at home. Next, Matt, let's finish it up. We got a Thursday nighter: Chargers at Raiders, and I think you have some strong conviction in this one as well with the uh, Washington. I've a lot today, actually, at the Los Angeles Rams. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and all the lines we ever mentioned on the Peacock and Williamson show or on the Locked On Podcast Network are from our friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So you bet on a team money line, they win, boom. There's an extra $150 bucks to bet on whatever you want, spreads, player props, over-unders. Uh, I love building parlays. The website and the app could not be easier to use at FanDuel. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now and get an extra 150 bucks to play with at FanDuel if your team wins that first $5 money line bet. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get this going again. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Here we go. Washington Commanders at Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams went from being a team that was just under talented to being a team that's kind of one of the funner teams in the league. Matthew Stafford making, you know, Matthew Stafford throws. You, you watch him play recently, and he's got a couple oh, of weapons on the outside to throw to in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And he's putting balls in places that only Matthew Stafford can. And it's been a fun team to watch. Can they keep it going, Matt? They've got the four and nine commanders visiting town, the six and seven Rams favored by nearly a touchdown, six and a half points here. I was shocked how low this line is. And uh, this time of year, I can't stress this enough. And first of all, season long stats, once you get to December can get skewed because all these teams are much different than they were in week two, week three, weather injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So something I've been doing every Tuesday is I go to the EPA site sort it just by last four weeks, and I look at this chart, and I think that's the best indication of how teams are playing right now. And frankly, that's what NFL teams do. Whenever whenever the Rams scout the, the commanders and vice versa, you're watching the last four games. You're not going back to week one to see what happened. I mean, because times have changed so much. And the reason I bring this up for this game is on this chart that I'm staring at, there is one team in the way, way distant bottom left corner and it's the commanders and you want to be in the top right corner. Like they're in the total wrong quadrant in the bottom worst D in the league by a mile. One of the worst offenses, you know, without question. 
Meanwhile, the Chargers have the third best offense over the last four over the last month, and they're middle of the road on defense. It's in their building, and they have something to play for. And I don't think Washington cares one bit at this point. I mean, I know they're professionals. I think they blow their doors off, and Stafford is the DFS quarterback to own. Wow. Okay, we got we got yeah. big predictions here from yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, on the bandwagon, the McVay Stafford uh, Los Angeles fan bandwagon uh i'm with you this they're a better team and uh i i i hate that uh i didn't make the main bracket of the playoffs in my my home fantasy football league because i've got both cup and nakua because i picked up nakua because Cup got hurt early on in the season uh and so i might win the console bracket matt in that league and uh, and i love having a playoff matchup where uh, i'm gonna have this offense going against the the commander's defense which is just undermanned oh, yeah. right now and they're 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 just getting haymakered all over the place and so uh i'm with you here um the the rams i did not expect the rams this deep in the season to be big time favorites but uh touchdown or more i'm with you on the rams i mean last week in baltimore they played that game basically to a tie overtime punt yeah. return beat you in the van when there was about 100 holds playing washington at home is night and day to what they did last week one of the most impressive losses of the season. Last exactly. Week. Well said. Yeah. And Stafford was awesome. Yeah. Stafford's so fun to watch. So that brings us to, let's get to this Thursday night here. That's going to start off our week 15. And uh, it's, it's kind this of is hideous. It's the way the season is gone. The schedule makers really hoped a lot of these games were going to look a lot different that they scheduled in prime time, including the chargers at the Raiders. We've got the five and eight chargers at the five and eight Raiders on Thursday night, and the Raiders are favored by three. Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. It is not Garoppolo versus... Uh, although, here's my prediction for this game. So, Justin Herbert out for the year. If you've been living under a rock, Easton Stick's going to get the start here. Here's my prediction. I think the way things are going for both these teams, but the Raiders have been really bad. Like, the Chargers... Really bad. Been, uh, we, we, we talked on the mailbag episode about expectations. The Chargers had... I think more expectations. So it's been more disappointing. Mm -hmm. I don't think Raiders fans should have had as high of expectations, uh, but this is for last place in the division. I think the boo birds are going to be out with the Raiders. I think they're going to be, they're going to look awful. I think Easton stick is going to play a brand of football that makes it, it, it will make people ask the question wrongly, but they'll ask it. They'll say, Oh man, maybe, Maybe Justin Herbert was the problem. Easton Stick looked okay, and the Chargers won a game bouncing back after uh, a big injury like that. But like the Chargers are just so much more talented on both sides of the ball than the Raiders are, and I think that's going to win out. I think we're going to see some very interesting quarterback conversations here. I think we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo come back in and make an appearance. Aiden O'Connell gets benched, and I think we're going to see a Chargers win. So I am taking the the points and taking the, the Los Angeles Easton Stick-led Chargers on Thursday night, Matt. Me too. Uh, you kind of just said everything I was thinking. And I referenced my cute little EPA chart here. The Raiders are the worst offense in the league over the last, I mean, last in over the last month. Then Jets are 31 and the Chargers with Herbert are 30. I mean, so it hasn't been good on that side of the ball for them either, but they do have better players. And I think if you're Easton Stick, Hey, let's go. Yeah, let's get the ball to Eckler and Allen. And I got some dudes. And I'm not even sure how healthy Josh Jacobs is, Crosby, Colton Miller. They have a lot of injury concerns. And here's a prediction for you. Sack leader Khalil Mack revenge game gets two or more in this one. 
Yes, uh, the Khalil Mack revenge game. I love that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should be a lot of fun. That is going to kick off week 15. There is our six-pack plus one of picks. Got to use the sounder. Uh, <laughs> for week 15 and tomorrow we're going to come back and make the picks for the rest of it. We've got Monday nighters. We've got Sunday matchups and a whole lot of playoff implications. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen. Make sure you check out the locked on NFL first of its kind locked on NFL 24 seven stream on YouTube locked on sports today. First ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. You can find it on your Amazon fire stick as well. Coming to more and more smart TVs near you. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, local experts, national shows, including Peacock and Williamson. Locked On Sports today. Matt and I back tomorrow making more picks for Week 15 right here. Peacock and Williamson. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.